Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. So we're starting a new series. It's called Where Do You Stand? With Easter coming, I always love to look at different people and how they reacted and where they stand uh, with Jesus going to the cross. And what you'll find in your life is that as you walk through life, you'll come to certain places in your life where you have to take a stand. And trust me, you're standing somewhere. You're always standing somewhere. It's just who you're standing with is really the case. And as, uh, as I was putting this uh, 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 series together, as I was praying over it, uh, this scripture verse came to me, and I'd like to read it to you. It's from Mark chapter 8. It's actually found in every one of the Gospels. Uh, it says, then Jesus called the crowd to him uh, along with his disciples. So the crowd is there, the disciples are there, and he says, whoever desires to be my disciple must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for me and the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose their soul? In here, we find some stuff about stances, about taking stands and where, where are you doing? Actually, this is kind of like a roadmap. Uh, this, this passage is kind of like a roadmap. And it has like four intersections or four places in which you kind of can go two different directions and kind of says where you stand. And, and I just want to walk through this passage first, and then we're going to look at a couple of people uh, in, the, in the story of uh, uh, Jesus' crucifixion and kind of where they ended up on the road, let's just say it that way. So, so the first thing you'll notice here, and where do you stand? The first thing you'll notice is that uh, the, uh, he says, in order to be my disciple, you must have desire. He says, disciples have desire. It, it, everything starts with desire. You know, we have this desire to do good. Everyone has it. I think everyone sitting here has a desire to do good. You know, this week, I, 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 if you've been here, you know I struggle with this thing. See, I'm, 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 I have empathy and I have, I'm sympathetic towards my daughter. And like a husband who gets, you know, this uh, pregnancy thing, I get it too. I get this like pregnancy thing here you know and like you know I saw I saw Carol on the Instagram this morning she's out running you know she's out running and she's here so she ran went home hopefully took a shower and then came here uh, and and like and so like yesterday you know I was saying God I just want to get rid of this this thing you know and so of course on on YouTube on YouTube you know I don't go PX90, you know, I mean, I'm not, if you know anything about that, P, I mean, I've tried PX90, let me tell you, that'll crush you, it'll, it'll, it'll oh man, it's, I, what a PX90, I used to go PX90 minus, uh, as divided by two, and I'd go 30 minutes, not 90 minutes, and then, but I was looking up five minutes, you know, five minute exercise to lose, lose your stomach, five minutes, you know, I, I, I want to, maybe seven minutes, I saw a couple seven minute videos on how to lose your stomach. And, you know, I looked at those videos, you know, and you know, and you notice when I looked at those videos, I didn't sweat at all. I didn't sweat at all. A matter of fact, I think I gained weight while I was, while I was doing that because I think I was eating some, some, uh, 
something. I know I was eating something while I was watching the videos, you know. I have a desire. I have a desire to lose the weight. I have a desire to lose the weight, but that's all I got. And desire doesn't really do it, you know. And so, like, often I'll say desire is like the starting line, but it's definitely not the finish line. You know, I, I, I've heard it. I don't know about you. I've heard it. Maybe even in this message, it'll happen to you. You get motivated. Like, I remember sitting there uh, listening to this guy talk about prayer and how important prayer was in your life. And as he's talking, I'm thinking, yeah, tomorrow morning, man, I'm up, man. I'm getting up. You know, I'm going an hour a day. Yep, hour a day. No doubt about it, hour a day, you know. And so Monday morning gets up and I go 55 minutes. Yes, I did it, you know. But then, you know, Tuesday something happens and I don't even get up, you know. And it's desire. You th and sometimes you get fooled. You think desire, actually, you're doing it. You ever have that? Where you, you think you're actually doing it? It feels good to watch the five-minute video. It kind of feels like I'm doing it, you know. Thinking about prayer... Yeah, I have a desire. You think you're doing it, but you're not doing anything. It's just desire. You know, uh, Proverbs has a couple of interesting verses. It says, uh, a, a lazy man craves or desires, but gets nothing while the hands of the diligent are fully satisfied. A lazy man has, you know, ha does, he, he reaches his hand into the bowl but does not have enough energy to put it back to his mouth. That's what desire is. Desire is great. You need desire. You won't start anything without desire, but desire doesn't get you to the finish line. It just helps you to get started. Can I get an amen? So he says, disciples, they have desire, but he doesn't stop there. He says, disciples, they deny themselves. Ah, so when I'm watching the five minute video, you know, doing this is not denying myself, you know, you know, in the morning, you know, someone has been telling me, you know, cause I do run, I run two or three times a week. And, uh, you, the problem is, is when I get up in the morning, I eat before I run. And somebody says, no, that doesn't do it because what that's doing is it just burning up what you ate instead of burning up calories. I'm getting the yes from all the health nuts here. I'm not, I'm not even going to look over on this side because I know what this, this guy owns a health gym, man. He's like just health personified. He's, a, he's got a, you know, but see, he's going a lot farther than desire. You know, I have desire. He has desire. We have the same, but he's denied himself. No doubt about it. He's denied himself. And in my stomach, you can see, I haven't denied myself anything. I always say I'm on a seafood diet. I see food. I eat it. It's my diet. <laughs> You know, uh, and so, so you have to deny yourself. That's what disciples do. You must deny yourself. Now I'm talking about physical and he's talking more about spiritual, not that physical isn't something you should do, but you must deny yourself. You, you can't, you can't follow Christ and not, and, and, and just simply follow your own desires. There's a denial that must happen. You know, I, I have a tendency to want to go uh, in a certain direction. That's why this verse says, throw off the sinful nature and the former way of life, that which corrupts, that is corrupted by lust and deception. There is a denial uh, in terms of being a disciple. And so, you know, if you want to be 
Jesus' disciple, he says, you have desire, but you must deny yourself. You must deny yourself. And there's a point in which you're in your life where you have to come to this place and you say, nope, that is not for me. Disciples do that. But the interesting thing about denying yourself is denial will keep you from sin, but only death opens up resurrection. So I can deny myself all day, but he doesn't go that far and stop there. He, he says, desire, denial, and then he says, die. Ooh, die. You must die to yourself. I love this verse that it says here, I, I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that by one way or another, I might experience the resurrection of the dead. The only way that you are going to experience the same resurrection that Jesus Christ has is to die. Now, I'm not talking physically. I'm talking uh, self, emotionally. Spiritually die. So you, you die to yourself. You die to the things of this world. You renounce them and you put to death the things. My friend said it this way one time. He kind of said it really interesting. He said, he said uh, in our lives, there is life where death should be. There are things in our life that has too much life. And there should be death there. What he's talking about is desires of the flesh, things that, that we know God doesn't want us to have, you know? And so he says we must desire, deny, and then he says we must die. Can you put that next slide up because the verse is nice. I really like that verse and I'm too far away. Since we have been united with him in his death. See, let me tell you something. Often I hear this story about salvation and sometimes it's unfinished. So let's take, for example, let's say a murderer is on trial. A murderer is on trial. So he's on trial. He comes to the courtroom and he's he's there. And the, the prosecuting attorney, he shows all the evidence. It's obvious, you know, that, you know, this guy has murdered this man. Right. There's no doubt about it. The jury, there's no jury because there's only the judge and the judge is God. And so God's going to hit the gavel and he's going to say, you have sinned, you murdered, you must die. Let's say he's not only a murderer, let's say he's even, let's say he's a rapist to boot. So he's even, oh, he's a really nasty guy, right? Now, God's going to hit the gavel and he's going to say, you deserve death. In the courtroom is the son of God, Jesus Christ. He stands up and he says, Father, I love this man, which is, will blow your mind. And right away, it's already something so that just, and if, and if you think you're not any different than that guy, yeah, go back to square one, start all over again, and you'll see. But Jesus says, I love him, Father. I don't want him to die. I will die in his place. Okay? So that's the whole, the whole gospel right there. And God says to his son, Jesus, okay, I will let you die in his place. So the justice is paid for, right? It's all good, right? That's all good. Jesus dies for this man. The question is this. Do you want that man to walk out of that, that courtroom unchanged? 
that would be quite dangerous. If all of a sudden Jesus dies for the man and the man is set free. Now he's been a murderer and a rapist. What's he going to do when he leaves? He's going to continue to do the very thing that he was doing before because what he hasn't changed. But see, that's not the whole picture of the gospel. See, because when God says, Jesus, I will let you die uh, on his behalf, Jesus gets up on the cross and he says to the man, join me. Join with me. Die with me. Because if you die with me, that verse, go to that verse again, please. If you united with him in his death, we will be raised to life as he was. Know that the sinful natures was crucified with Christ so that the power of sin might be destroyed. If you want power over sin, die on the cross with Jesus. It's a scary thing. You, you, you might even say to yourself, forgive me for this expression. You might even say it sucks. I don't want to do it. Yup, it does. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. Not at first. Not at first. Just like, just like a, 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 an alcoholic or a drug addict who you sit there and you look at that drug addict, you look at that alcoholic and you say, listen, man, there's another side. If you give that up, there's another side. And let me tell you, on the other side, you'll love it. Well, I don't want to give it up. If you give it up, let me tell you, it's something better on the other side. And he has to give it up. And when he does, he goes through a death process. And when he goes through that death process, he on the other side is a resurrected life. Louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. He's alive and so on I. We should change the words of the song. So he says, desire, you start with desire. Disciples have desire. Disciples must deny themselves. Disciples must die. This is not an easy passage, but I'm trying to give you the truth because I want to set you free. We like that Jesus died for our sins. We love that part. We want that part. But we've got to unite with him in his death because when we do, woo, that place where there was still life, that where there needs to be, now it's going to be, this is going to be difficult for me to say, that place where there was life that needs to be death will now die and then there'll be life. But there'll be resurrected life. And that resurrected life will be way better than what you're dealing with and the stuff that you think is satisfying you because it's not even close to what God gives. And I can, I'm the first one to give you that example. I, I, can, I can testify to God in that thing. Uh, there's still places where there's life in me that needed to be death, but there's a lot of places where there was bad things happening and I united with Christ and let me tell you, way better life, way better life. But he goes on. He doesn't just say death. Then he says, disciples, take up their cross and follow me. The word follow me or they devoted to walking the same road 
as Jesus, walking the same way as Jesus. Josh, follow me. Sometimes it feels like Jesus is doing that to you, right? But you got to follow, right? Sometimes he walks slow, puts his hands in his pocket. Sometimes he's going like this, right? But he says, follow. You know what's really funny is let's say Josh is walking down that way. Let's say he's Jesus and I'm walking over here and Billy says to me, hey, what are you doing? I say, I'm following Josh. Does it look like I'm following Josh? Not even close. You can sit down, Josh. I love you. <laughs> but that's, that's what we say. You know, here we are losing our temper with our employee. We're losing our temper. You know, so what are you doing? I'm following Jesus. I'm following Jesus. Is that what Jesus would be doing? The word follow there means to walk the same way as Jesus. That's what disciples do. They walk the same way. They do the same crazy things that Jesus does. That means they pray for the sick. They raise the dead. They do things that Jesus does. Are we following? See, this is the road. See, where do we stand on those issues? You know, where are we? Do we have desire? How far do we go? Do we, do we have denial? Do we, do we, do we go to the, the idea of death? Do we actually follow him all the way? See, this is the, this is the story. And you know, sometimes, can I be honest? Sometimes I don't like Jesus because he always wants to take me to that next level. And I don't always want to go to that next level because every time I hear him say, Donald, I want you to follow me. You know, all I hear is that means sacrifice. Oh no, that means death. That means the same process that I've seen a hundred times, a thousand times in my life going through it. And then I say to myself, but I remember what happens at the end. I live. I live a much better way. You know, I think of my wife. I think of Carol. I mean, Carol's an amazing woman. And, and I'm just, I mean, I'm just so thankful that I follow Jesus because I tell you, there's no way I would be married today if I didn't follow Jesus, if I didn't die on the cross and follow him the same way. There's no way my wife would have left me a long time ago. Now, there's a couple of guys I want to talk about uh, in this story uh, of, of Jesus going through. The first guy I kind of want to mention is this guy named Pilate. Now, for those who don't know who Pilate was, Pilate was one of the guys, he was like one of the governors, basically, who was going to try Jesus. They, they took him, Jesus to, they took Jesus to him, and he had, he was, he was a very interesting place because he had the power to release Jesus. He could have released Jesus. He had the power to release Jesus. And, and, and he was even warned. You know, his wife said, dude. Hubby, please don't do that. You're messing with the wrong guy here. I got a dream. 
You, you want to stay away from him. You know, do, you just don't even deal with this guy. You know, he had heard the stories of who Jesus was and, you know, and he knew that the, even the facts were, were fabricated. He knew they were false facts. He knew, he, he knew there was really nothing about Jesus that deserved death. He knew that. And it was in his power to let him go. But if he let him go, that means he would have stood with him. And there was a whole bunch of people he would have to deal with. So here he was in a place of power. He's got his officials right behind him, like the guys over him, who if he lets Jesus go and the mob riots, they're going to be upset at him and he's going to lose his position. He's going to lose his favor with those that are over him. And then he's trying to keep favor with the, he was Roman. He was trying to keep favor with the Jews. That was his district. So he wants to keep favor with them because these Jewish leaders, if he stays in favor with them, then guess what? It makes it easier on him and his life. So what does he do? He tries to do this little trick that I think sometimes we do. He says, I wash my hands of it. I really have, I have nothing to do with it. I, I no, you know, you, it's all you guys. You're the ones, you know. So we look in our lives, we're walking through our lives and we see something that needs to be changed. An injustice, the injustice for the poor, the, the injustice of, of pollution, the injustice, all these things. And it's, it's so overwhelmingly complicated. That we kind of wash our hands of it and say, well, you know, it's just society. It's just the way it is. There's no need for me to cause a problem here. Why should I? Everyone else is, thinks this is the way I should go. So this is the way I'll go. So we have desire, but we don't want to deny our position. This is where Pilate was. He didn't get to the point even of denial because he wanted his position. And when your position comes in direct conflict with what Jesus wants you to do, even if other people want you to do it, the question is, where do you stand? Where do you stand? Will you stand with Christ? Will you give up your position of power? Will you just say, you know what? I don't care what everyone else is doing. I'm going to follow Christ. Then you got this guy, Judas, really interesting guy, Judas you know, when you really start looking at Judas, you start thinking to yourself, wow, this guy was an interesting guy because you notice in the scriptures, very little is talked to him, talked about him other than he was the one who betrayed him. But this guy, Judas, followed Jesus for three years. He followed Jesus for three years. He probably was one, a more educated man than the, than the, than the, that's some of the history said that he was more educated than some of the other fishermen the other disciples, and that's probably why my guess is he volunteered to be the treasurer. I'm sure none of them wanted Matthew to be the treasurer because Matthew was a tax collector. He was a thief with that, and they said he probably didn't have enough self-control. So we'll put the educated guy in that position. He wants it. We'll let him do it. And for three years, he's with Jesus, and he's been stealing for three years, but nobody knows it. I'm sure if they had found out that he was stealing, they would have said something, maybe even kicked him out of the group. 
But no, for three years, he walked with Jesus. He saw all the miracles. In some ways, he denied himself in a lot of areas because he was with Jesus. And he must have been anointed when he went out from house to house. He probably prayed for the sick and saw them get well. Oh, he was pretty far along. But there was one area he did not want to die to. One area. On here I say money, but it's really more than money he didn't want to die to. He didn't want to die to his own way. Because there's some history that shows that she probably thought that Jesus was going to be the one to deliver them from the, uh, the Romans. And when Jesus all of a sudden said, nope, that's not the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. And Judas was upset. Judas then, that was when he said, you know what? It's time to put this guy to death. And why not make some money on the side? So he has this money issue. And he has this idea that he wants it his way. And so he makes it through desire. He makes it probably through some of the denial, even though he never seemed to deny himself of the money. But the death part, nope, doesn't want to make it there. And we do this in John chapter 6. We see this in John chapter 6. Many people were following Jesus because of the miracles. And then finally he says, unless you eat of my blood, uh, of my flesh and blood, you have no part of me. And it says many people left. You might be sitting here today and you don't even like what I'm saying. Because I'm saying, you know what? You need to unite with Jesus on the cross, you need to die with him. And if you do, you'll, you'll have resurrection life. You might not like that idea. You're probably sitting there going, why did my wife make me take, come here today? Or why did my husband drag me here? Or why did my parents bring me? Because I don't want to do that. I know some person that knows a lot about Jesus. And I appreciate the fact that she's honest with me. Because I, I kept talking to her about Jesus. And she looked at me, she goes, I don't want to give my life to someone. I'm like, I said to myself, okay, she understands. She understands. I appreciate that, that she understands. She doesn't want to give her life. Because when you want to follow Christ, it's giving your life to him. That's exactly what it is. You won't experience resurrection. And what you'll find yourself doing is denying him. And maybe even being in the crowd yelling, crucify him, crucify him. Then you got this guy, Peter. Peter, I love Peter. One of the things I love about Peter is even though Peter falls all the time, he still stands. This is the reason I like Peter. Because Peter, I mean, look at the history of Peter. Uh, he makes a mistake on the Mount of Transfiguration. He says, hey, let's build all these. Uh, he sees Moses and he wants to build all this big tabernacle. And God rebukes him. No, there's only my son. He fails walking on the water, sinks, you know, sinks. Jesus says, get ye behind me, Satan, for you have not the things of God in mind. <laughs> Peter says, everyone else might leave Jesus, but I'll never deny you. No, only until the crow crows three times. Then you'll deny me. So he denied Jesus in the face of a little girl. A little girl's asking him, aren't you one of his? No. He failed heart. He died. And said, you know what? I made a mistake there. Yep, I'm getting up. Yep, I'm following Jesus. I'm going to keep walking with him. You know, that's why I love that scene in John chapter 21 when Jesus is on the shore and the, and the disciples are in the boat, you know, and they're fishing. And all of a sudden, Peter realizes that, 
that it's, it's Jesus on the shore. He don't care about the fish anymore. He dies in that water and he's just swimming with all his might because he just wants to be with him. Because he denied him and he said, I don't care. I denied him, but I'm not going to deny him again. And then we see him in Acts where he stands up in front of everybody. and He says, you know what? It, this might be my day where I really physically die, but I'm going to tell you it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. And you must repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of sin. And then you'll receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. See, G Paul experienced that. Why? Because every time he fell, he stood back up and said, I made a mistake, but I'm going to keep following Christ. And in that passage that I, that I talked about uh, in, in the, at the beginning, about a disciple wanting to des have desire, must deny, must die, you know, must follow, must be devoted to that walk. There's one more piece in that that Jesus gives to us. And that is disciples who are disciples are promised a destiny of everlasting life. This is the beautiful thing about the gospel is that you're promised life eternal, not just this life, but life eternal. Some people say, how old are you? I always say, you know how old I am? You want to know how old I am? I'm 30 years into eternity because I got saved 30 years ago. I just started this life. I got a long, 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 long way to go. I'm as young as you can get. I'm a little baby. 30 years old into eternity is nothing. And during those times, I fell. But I got up and I said, I'm going to keep following you. I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep singing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, I'm going to let your praises roar. Because I am not going to leave Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. The question is, will you deny yourself? Will you die to yourself? Will you follow him? Because in that, there is a promise. And that promise is eternal life. Forever and ever. He says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And if I go to prepare a place, I'm coming back to get you. And I'm sure he said, get you. I, I'm sure it was those words. If you look deep in the Hebrew, I'm sure it was get you. He's coming back. He's going to take you home. God has a destiny for those who want to be his disciples. But if I just say it's... It's just simply, if you have a desire, I would be wrong. If I just say, and I've heard it many times, if you just deny and don't sin, you'll be okay, I would be wrong. If I said, die to yourself, I'm getting close. But then it's follow him, follow his ways. You know, he took, by, when Jesus came, here, uh, when he came on earth, the number of laws there were was so long. It was numerous. Not only was there just the Levitical laws, the Mosaic laws, but they had the rabbinic laws, which uh, are, are laws that they made up to try to make sure you didn't work on Sundays. I mean, it was just lists and thousands and thousands and thousands. And, and some guy, when Jesus is walking along, walks up to him and says, what are the commandments? And he said, well, there's two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. 
Upon these two commandments rests everything. Later, he dropped it to one, if you look closely. And he says, love, love each other. He even drops the first one because you can't separate loving God and loving others. They're exactly the same. I've said that before. You know if you've been here. The question is, will you become his disciple? Where do you stand today? And so I'm going to do something completely radical. You know, normally I've been, in, I've been in the services and I've done it. You know, every eye closed, every head bowed, you know. If you've been praying, you think you want Jesus, you know, slip up a hand. There's nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with it at all. But I'm not doing that today. If you've never, if you've never ever said, I want to follow Jesus publicly, that I will die to myself and I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask that every head up, every eye open. And I'm going to ask if you've never done that, but you want it today to stand. If you've never done that before, ever in public. Jesus said, if you in one of these passages in the same verse that I, I, I read in, in one of the gospels, it says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. If you acknowledge me before men, then I will acknowledge you before my father in heaven. If you've never done that, I'm going to give you an opportunity today to acknowledge in front of the public that you want to follow Jesus. If that's you, no fanfare. Sorry, I'm not going to play background music. No background music. No background music. Nothing to me. No fanfare. No, you know, let's get your heartstrings up. No, 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 no. Let's just be honest and straightforward. If you've never done that and you'd like to stand. If you don't, it's okay. Anybody want to do that? Okay. Well, amen. You've never done that in public, Wes. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen, brother. I know, you, I know they're speaking to you in Mandarin back there. Thank you for your courage. I appreciate that. God sees you standing. We want to pray for you. We're going to pray for you both. And oh, oh, I didn't see. Whoa, people are standing up. I didn't even see that. We're going to pray for you. Anyone else want to stand up? Okay. All right. Amen. Amen. You're getting baptized today, aren't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, bro. Appreciate that. Anyone else? Yes, I want every eye to stare at them. Yes, of course. Nothing wrong with that. Okay? All right. Would you all, if you're, if you're sitting next to them, would you just like, just put your hand on them? We're going to pray for them. Just, just put the... Lord, I thank you for their bravery, their honesty, and willingness to die and, and, and walk after you. Lord, give them courage. Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, I pray you touch them, fill them, and give them strength to walk and stand with you in every place of their lives. I thank you for them. And Lord, you said you would acknowledge them before your father. So Lord, I know that you're doing that right now. And I thank you for that. In Jesus name. Amen.
If you want to say, hey, I'm a Christian and I want to stand and acknowledge that before everyone. If you already have done that, it's okay. If you are a Christian and you want to say, I want to follow Jesus, I'll do it in front of everybody. Stand with me. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Some of you don't understand the instructions. All right. All right. All right. I want you to turn to a person next to you and say, I'm willing to deny myself and die and walk with Christ. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Lord, I pray it's in some ways, Lord, it's easy to stand here because there's many who believe. But Lord, I pray you would help us to stand when no one else is standing. Lord, I pray that you would help us to walk and follow you even if no one else is following you. Lord, I know that we fall down. Lord, help us to get back up quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.